Welcome. My name is Barry O'Reilly, and this is the first in a series of podcasts designed to aid the mature student uh, to help them with the supports and services that are available to them in UCC as they work towards their degree. And the first person we are speaking to today is Noreen Didi, who is the first year student experience coordinator. Noreen, thank you for talking to us. And if you could explain what it is you do for the students. Thanks very much, Barry. I'd be delighted to talk about my um, specific support role. So my primary role is to support students in transition to university and to support them throughout their first year so that they successfully complete their first year. Uh, From the outset, it's important to say that there are numerous supports available to students right across the university. There are dedicated offices to support specific cohorts of students. The Mature Student Office, for example, is just one of them. Disability Support Services being another because our student population is diverse and so are the services that are offered. Lecturers and first year academic programme coordinators are very familiar with the challenges first year students face. So they're a good port of call if a student is concerned about their degree programme. Um, Students would make an appointment with me if they felt that they were in the wrong course. For example, they can make a change of course application when the change of course facility becomes available online on the 29th of September and the closing date for the change of course is the 15th of October. Another reason for contacting me is if a student wanted to leave their course early. And students often leave for personal reasons. Um, because they've chosen the wrong degree programme and these students need lots of support because they're often feeling disappointed that they haven't researched the course properly or that it didn't meet their expectations. So I guide them through the process in an uncomplicated and respectful way. At this stage I suppose students need facts um, and information so that they can make informed choices. Um, Students will reach out if they're unsure about their degree path. They'll contact me for personal reasons. They might feel homesick or lonely. They might feel out of their depth. Um, They might find it difficult to balance commitments and manage their time, part-time work, social life, coursework, family life, etc, etc. Students might present also with health issues and may need to take a leave of absence or to defer their place. I can support them in all those areas. Whatever the issues are, um, you know, there is support available and it's very important to stress that. Um, My background is in guidance and counselling, cognitive behavioural therapy, coaching, motivational interviewing. So I can work through most issues with students uh, and if I can't, I direct the students to the most appropriate service to ensure that they resolve their difficulties or at least start addressing them. Thank you very much, Nori. That's very comprehensive. You're there basically to give um, mature students a helping hand to guide them along the way. Indeed, mature students and all students. And all students. Thanks, Barry. Thank you, Nori. Today I'm speaking with Cathy Bradley, who runs the Skills Centre here in UCC. Cathy, welcome. Am I right in thinking that you, in conjunction with the Students' Union, were responsible for setting up the Skills Centre initially? Yes and no. So the call came from the Students' Union that they were looking for uh, longer transitionary periods for all students, not just mature students. people coming from secondary school or people returning to education and they looked for uh, an upskilling within the area and I think um, that we're very lucky that we've got a university that listens to our students and so uh, a post was created, uh, a, jo- a project if you want for three years to develop an academic skill centre within the university. I applied for that position I was very lucky to to come out as a successful candidate in that. And of course, being a mature student yourself, you knew the pitfalls and you knew the ins and outs of the needs of students. Certainly. I think I had worked with the Mature Student Office for, for quite a number of years. I had been a tutor there and I had been a support officer there. And so working there and having that experience, really the skill centre, you could say, is 
a mainstreaming of the best practice from the access services, which would be disability support services, right. the mature student office okay. and UCC plus. So really good practices around longer transitionary periods, writing skills, getting people back up and running, getting accustomed oh. to what you have to do at third level and then mainstreaming it for all oh, students. Okay. And so talk to us about the development from the initial setup and as to where you are today. What exactly it is that you offer students? So from the initial setup, we, we really concentrated around writing and communication. So looking at presentation skills and writing skills. So how do you take your academic voice and actually show it to somebody else? How do you take your reading mm -hmm. and transport it into your writing? And how do you shine through that process? And so it really is about developing as writers. And I, I guarantee you, we're all going to develop as writers till the day we die. We'll always learn something new every day. <laughs> every so day, it's not a case that you can come into the skill centre and you're suddenly going to be a writer. You just develop yep. your writing processes right. as you go. And it's understanding those writing processes. Even things like, you know, you don't hand in your first draft. Sometimes it takes a while to realise that you don't <laughs> hand in your first draft. You don't just sit down and write an essay. Yes. There's actually a process to it. Mm. In fact, there's a seven stage process to it. And we detail all of that now very, very clearly. When we go from where we were to where we are today, things have moved at a rapid pace because of COVID. Yeah, of um, course, yeah. The last 18 months we've delivered online, 100% uh, mm -hmm. online, which if you had told me two years ago that we were going to do that, I'd tell you it would take about <laughs> five years yes, to actually organise. Yes, yes. So it's like we've got, I suppose, a, a huge service now that's beneficial to everyone, no matter where they are. It's great that some of our students don't have to travel down to us. Mm -hmm. We have Saturday morning sessions. I so see. even if students go home for the weekend and they seem want to avail of our service, they can You're still available. have a one-to-one -one oh, on a Saturday morning. Okay. Um, and I suppose those two with childcare issues, the digital service okay. allows people to put their kids to bed and then maybe sit in a webinar in the okay. evening when yes. we're around yes. in the evenings. Yes. And, you know, we work quite tightly now with uh, societies as well. And we mm. can work with the Mature Student Society if it's there as well to, to help develop the, skills yes, for the yes, mature yes. students in the evenings as well. So basically you can come to the skill centre if you're um, worried about any skill that you want to develop, be it writing, presentation skills. This year we're adding digital skills to the mix. Okay. Um, so looking at how to get the best out of Word, how to get the best out of Excel, PowerPoint. Oh, that's very um, interesting. Very also necessary. Then very necessary. And you know, file management is actually something that's really, really important sounds very boring but if you mm. i think we've always been, all of us have been in a place where we've lost a file or we've <laughs> lost an essay <laughs> um, indeed and it's very frustrating in fact i think it was the two times that i cried during my undergraduate were where i had lost things and it's just about developing good file management practice and then introducing cloud storage through Google Workspace or Office 365 and really getting the most out of your technology and getting it to help you rather than it being a barrier to you. No, very comprehensive, but you keep saying we, so obviously there's not just you involved in this. Who else is involved? Absolutely. There is no way the Skill Centre could be what it is without the team of tutors that are there. So I'm delighted to say that we've got, we've got two full-time officers uh, or two full-time staff within the the office, that's Marion Elders, is the SEA within the um, skill centre and I look after the, the running of it mm. then. We've a huge team of, undergra of undergraduate tutors for the first time this year and they're going to help us with the digital skills. So they're young tutors and mm -hmm. mature tutors okay. that are drawn from the undergraduate population and they're going to be delivering webinars for the digital skills but also have one-to-one -one IT clinics. So if it's a case that you're stumped by how to put in a content section for your project mm. or you don't know how to format your essay or you're not 100% sure of how to upload it to Canvas. Yeah, you yeah. can organise a one-to-one -one with one of our uh, undergraduate tutors and they will help you come to terms with that technology and know what it is. And for our postgraduate community, they deliver our one-to-ones and our group sessions when it comes to writing skills, presentation skills, everything else. So it's it really is true peer learning. It's okay. they're all students delivering to students. I wish I could come back and be an undergraduate again and have all this available to me. Yeah. <laughs> when I think of what I suffered. Cathy, thank you very much for talking to us and if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Thanks so much Barry. Um, so they can call the centre on 021-490-3839 or they can come to the website. It's www.www.com forward slash skillcenter.ie and or they can email us at skillcenter at ucc.ie but equally if they'd like to follow us on any of our social medias we've got 
the Twitter, we've got uh, Facebook, Facebook, and we've got Instagram, Instagram, and we've direct messaging organised on all of them, so they can just DM us yeah. through there and just come straight through to us. Okay, Cathy, thank you so much. Thanks, Millionberry. Welcome, uh, this is Barry O'Reilly once again uh, introducing a series of podcasts uh, organised by the Mature Student Office uh, geared towards potential mature students and offering them a guide to the various supports and services which are available to them as they work through to their degree. Today I am speaking with Kian Power, who works out of the Office of Student Financial Service and Advice. Kian, you're very welcome. Oh, thank you and, so much for having uh, me. Thank you for uh, agreeing to talk to us. Now, can you? I know financial service and advice is probably self-explanatory, but I'm sure there's much more depth to it than that. Yeah. So. UCC is a very unique college in itself, uh, probably due to the fact is that I have put such a, an emphasis on the whole spectrum and the whole holistic approach of uh, well-being and the student experience. And one of the main um, kind of aspects of the student experience is money. Um, Without money, we can't pay for simple things around the fees, or even going to the the, the, the main the main the main restaurant on campus for food, um, or even pay for uh, the associated costs um, like rent, bills, and and travel. So our service uh, was set up uh, a good few years ago, probably at at the start of the the recession, um, if, if people remember, and from then it's kind of gone strength from strength meeting students where they're at and that's an important thing what I always say is meeting them where they're at um, because um, every student is different and unique so and every single student needs a different service but um, in our own um, department we try to meet them where they're at be it for monetary management uh, budgeting advice even things around assisting in getting part-time jobs and linking them in with the career service or uh, relevant stakeholders or even things around doing the information workshops and advertising the, the funds that they may be entitled to. While the uniqueness in mature students is that there's a lot more expenses that they may have. Um, a lot of them may have to do extra tutorials or extra uh, teaching um, uh, one-to-ones and that has, may has to be a, an external cost um, or extra cost because they may you know, need that extra bit of support. Um, maybe getting a laptop um, or getting specific ICT equipment. Um, yes, we have supports and free laptops like through loans in the library and in the hub. Okay. Um, but, you know, sometimes that doesn't fit the need for... A, a, say a single mother or a lone, always, a lone no. parent who's yeah. in, the, in the back ass of nowhere and can't come in and get those loans. So some, there's other costs there. Childcare is predominantly a huge cost, but then also rental costs as well and mortgage costs and travel. Usually uh, mature students travel um, with cars and that's a cost as well. Yeah, they may not have the, they may not be going out on a Thursday night or a Tuesday, <laughs> but by God, they're spending as much or more on the essential cost that may be covered by a general right, population right. student. But what I have seen since the recession, so, uh, 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 and it, they are merging um, as uh, students are becoming more independent, they are seeking jobs, they're seeking employment, um, they're kind of doing things on their own at the moment, they're not really hand, uh, handheld. Um, especially after first year so like but what I would say for mature students very distinct um, higher costs higher needs but also maybe restricted in the ability right. to be flexible right. in part time yeah. work as someone who is 18 who can right do because and you mentioned there that some of the mature students would be mature, uh, single parents yes some of others would have families yeah and it's because their financial needs might be greater yeah and like what I would always say is that like there is supports there for those students for all students like the student assistance fund there's the crash subsidy fund through the students union um, and even through their social welfare needs that they may be able to continue what they were on prior to starting college into um, higher education 
college is a full-time job like it is indeed so like you've done it yourself like it's hard to to juggle it's very difficult to juggle but we still know what we would say to them is that don't let the financial costs put you off no because there is a support there there is yes they're not as much as they used to be back in the celtic tiger and you know Mm. but there is for mature students um and say students coming in those routes you know that there is specific funds there for them like the student assistance fund a lot of mature students do apply for that that's opening this year on the 20th of september um things around the 1916 bursary which is a national bursary um and that's opening on the around the 30th of august and that'll be up until the 15th of october so student mature students can apply for that and that's a five thousand euros per annum bursary um that's very generous yeah yeah, Yeah. it's coming from the state like you know so there is initiatives there there there's hopefully going to be a laptop scheme there for laptops and ict equipment through the mature student office um and then there's other funds like as i said the crest subsidy and then if they're doing a part-time course many mature students will do a part-time course through ace um or or just continuing education yes and um so there's a there's a part-time fund there as well so like and then obviously if if the need is there they can always come to myself and we can see like obviously some students are applying for university here they're applying for their back to education allowance they'll get their um, extra dependencies or whatever uh, entitlements through that maybe HAP but um, I, I, if they come to me I may not be able to solve all their problems but they may find out something so that they weren't right, right. Um, aware of prior yeah and having said that how would they get in touch with you yeah so we have a last year we we used to have so many websites (laughs) so now we have one which is great so like for mature students it's a one-stop shop for all financial supports and i believe it's the best in ireland i'm not being biased because i created it (laughs) but no it it is a very unique site that has everything in one place um and that's www.ucc.ie forward slash en forward slash sfsa um, or student financial advice and support or support and advice um, and there's things from Susie to back to education things on funds applications they're all beyond that mm-hmm. and all the up-to-date information on what uh, even things coming from government things coming from the college around funds and stuff like that will all be on that page okay. um, and even how to make an appointment for ourselves and even if they want to give me an email it's student budgeting advice at ucc.ie okay Welcome to uh, another uh, in our series of uh, podcasts organised by the Mature Student Office to serve as a guide to potential mature students, uh, to the guide to the supports and services which are available to them as they work towards their degree. Today I'm speaking to Carl Lapotte, who is a third-year psychology student. Carl, you're very welcome to our podcast. Thank you very much. And the first question, I suppose, what made you decide to return to education as a mature student? Um, well, I suppose when I returned I was to education, I was 37 years old. In the previous 20 years, up until then, I was mostly in music, working as a musician. Um, I had a few businesses of my own. I had a screen printing business and I ran an art centre in Cork City. But I suppose I was reaching the age in my mid-30s and things and I was thinking that I don't actually have any piece of paper or anything solid to make myself yeah, employable. Yeah, yeah. The piece of paper is it, important. And it, it gets a little bit exhausting yeah. when you're kind of doing everything from the ground up. Yes, of course. And I suppose as you get a bit older you kind of feel that maybe I'd like to be a bit more employable. So it's, it's pragmatism, basically. Okay, okay. And what prompted the decision? Well, I mean, you said that you didn't have the bit of paper, but was there something specific that prompted the decision? Um, there wasn't really. It was just... I was thinking that way over a number of years. Now, oh. if it had you asked me ten years ago, I would have said I'd never set foot in a classroom okay. of any kind ever right, again. Right, right. But I suppose when I was taking part in running an art centre in the city, and I saw that coming to an end... Mm-hmm. I was kind of looking at what next what and next? what to do right, next yeah. and I wasn't too sure and it's then I started about education okay. but I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do or was there a place for me even, you know? and did it was the process long between thinking about doing it and actually doing it was there a long process I would in between say about three years probably was that right because I again I suppose the age was an issue but I also have 
this terrible fear of failure. Okay. <laughs> so yes, so I, I didn't want to enroll in anything unless I was full oh, sure that I was ready to go and I was okay. going to finish it and see it through. You know? And why psychology? Well, I've always had a passing interest in psychology, a very vague interest. And mm -hmm. I've always been interested in dynamics of relationships and how people work together and especially what happens when these things fall apart and when there's okay. issues and things. Right. So, I, yeah, I, I just love thinking about behaviour and how people operate socially and everything. So it's not something I ever would have thought about studying properly because I, right. I had this idea that it was very kind of highfalutin okay. it's not a place for me and I'm a kind right, of rough right. around the edges type but I think it, as an area like psychology needs a bit more of that because it is very academic of and course, very, yes. very yes, formal yeah. and everything so I think there's a place for people of my kind and I suppose having run an art gallery that you'd have seen the interaction between people coming in and out of the, the art gallery and be fascinated by yeah, there's, their, there's their reaction to a, a particular painting or something. And there's musicians and there's people who want to put on one-off events and they're kind of a volatile group. <laughs> so there's lots of problem solving and conflict resolution. Yeah, I've been involved in theatre myself at oh, one okay, time so, you know, so you know well about I know it, so. what it's all about. But, but the financial aspect of it, was that off by Did you get support coming in? How did you go about that? In the end, it was actually, it went quite smoothly. Initially, I would have thought that, yeah, this is going to be really difficult and I certainly can't afford college fees for three years and mm -hmm. support myself and everything. But I suppose due to my employment history or lack thereof, I was entitled to back to education to, okay. and to Susie. So Susie was looking after the, the fees and I just got weekly payments sent from back to, from education, back to education, which made it feasible. But it still yeah. would have been difficult. But I also, through Damien, actually Damien Butler in the Mature Students Office, heard right. of the University Scholarship. Okay. So I applied for that. That's what says that again? That's University. University Scholarship. It's. Um, That's a new one on me. I don't know, it must be. I think the year that I applied first was one of its first years, so it might be four years old now. As um, Dermot Desmond, the, the businessman. Oh, I know. I think yes. he funds it. He funds he's, it. He's okay. kind of behind it. And I applied for it the first year that I applied here, but I didn't get a place here because I had to do a level five course. First. Of course, yes. Yeah. So I shortlisted the first shortlisted the first year, and went back and applied the second year. So they offered me a scholarship after a round of interviews and things. So mm -hmm. that made a huge difference. So financially, it's been it's been fairly fairly smooth. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. The. Um, and what about study full time? Are you studying full time, or have you? What do you commit to this? I know when I was do doing it, I said I was giving as a job. I looked at it on yeah. as a job, forty hours, whether I had lectures or not. Mm -hmm. How do you? How are you managing that? Um, similar enough to yourself, actually. I kind of, I made a point of looking at it like employment. Mm -hmm. So if I'm getting Susie and I'm getting back to education and. Thankfully, the people at university saw enough potential to mm -hmm. grant me this extra money. I felt it was my responsibility to put in that amount, to of, work. The amount of work. And it's, it's easier said than done. I mean, you definitely do have weeks where you can have a lot of assignments and things. You do a chunk of work on an assignment <laughs> and you just want to relax. And it, 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 indeed. But indeed. I suppose an even keel from start to finish is the best way rather than right. relaxing for six months. And then if you were talking to a potential mature student, what advice would you give them? Regard study. Regard to coming to university. Um, I would say just go for it. Just go honestly, for it. I know that sounds kind of right. A bit cliche, yes, like, but yeah. you really just have to just believe that you can do it anyway. Right. Yeah. And not to look at everything as a whole and just be kind of goal oriented and do one step at a time. One step at a time. So you don't get overwhelmed. Yes. Because yeah. it is very, very doable. It is, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as, as the song says, one step at a time, sweet Jesus. One day at a time. At a time. <laughs> but um, everybody in the Mature Student Office yeah. is brilliant. They are. They're, they're um, very good. Everybody, I can only speak for the School of Applied Psychology. Everybody down there is absolutely brilliant. They, they make time for you. They've, they're approachable. They're right. lovely, lovely people. And impressively intelligent and smart and learned. That's very good. Carl, thank you so much for your time. No problem at all.
Hello and welcome to another in our series of podcasts which are organised by the Mature Students Office here in UCC to serve as a guide for potential mature students uh, for the supports and services which are available to them as they work through their degree. Today I'm speaking with Mary O'Sullivan who is the head of the Mature Student Office. Mary, welcome and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you, Barry. What would you say are the best supports that you can offer to uh, potential mature students? For the supports that we can offer is first we can offer advice and direction mm-hmm. around how to prepare to come in to UCC. What you need mm-hmm. to do in advance. Do you need to do another course? Do you do you need specific criteria? So the advice, always the advice right. and the direction and pointing people in the right direction Uh, because it is very difficult to figure out what you need to do and what the criteria is so that's the first thing that we do so we have two dedicated officers for mature students and the QQI uh, who can be contacted and who will be met uh, virtually or as we go forward now more face-to-face if required then post entry we we have that same suite that was I suppose put together back in two thousand and two, but has evolved over the years. Oh, right. Um, I'd say you must have seen many changes over the all oh, these ab- twenty years. Absolutely. Um, the one thing that I have always, uh, I suppose, committed to was to listening to the voice of the students that are coming in and them telling me what their concerns are, right. what they need to know and mm-hmm. what we need to put on for them. And over the years, Barry, I suppose the transition to university programme evolved from one for, from two days to going down per college, that all students aren't the same. So an arts student would be different to a med That's student true. and, right, and right, commerce. We recognised that. The feedback mm-hmm. told us that. So we devised four different you know, transition oh, programmes. Right. Um, we used to have like uh, a day for the family, where they come in, mm-hmm. we used to have like barbecue, uh, bring in the children. I the remember gran- bringing my own grandchildren in. Yes, yeah. indeed. So it's because the families are very important. How would they get in touch with you? Emailing mso at ucc.ie or qqi support at ucc.ie will get you in contact with the officers. Right. And they will, re- if you want to have a, a virtual meeting, they can set that up. Um, if you want a face-to-face, depending on what is, is available, that, that can be set up. Um, if you need support, they will meet you and talk to you about that. What are your needs? What are you looking for? If it's, if it's okay. a, we provide free academic, so academic tutoring, not lecturing, but academic tutoring, mm-hmm. and that's delivered with the Skill Centre. You need to talk to one of the staff, Damien or Katie, and talk to them about what the needs are, and we do what we can to facilitate mm-hmm. that because our main our main priority is students enjoying their course and getting what they came in to do. Right. So we're there. We're the friend we're we're like the friendly neighbour. Okay. <laughs> you know, we're we're the people that go, I'll mm. I'll call over there to, to my neighbour and let them know what's going on and maybe they can direct me. Right. right so yeah. that's what we'd like to see ourselves as the people that you, you know are there on your side, that you can call in, that you can email them you can go into our booking system online and make an appointment uh, with one of us so you can go online and make an appointment mm. there's um, a prospective student form and a current student form on the on the, on on the, the website. website and i think it's probably going to be on canvas as well go in there and make you know uh, ask a question it'll be directed to us right. we'll find you we'll get, oh, back to we'll you. get back to you yeah mary thank you so much for talking to us thank you barry Today I'm speaking to Lisa Egan of the Disability Support Services. Lisa, you're very welcome and thank you so much for agreeing to talk to us. There are specific criteria set out for applying for the support of your service. What is the best way for a student to find out about your services and their eligibility? 
Hi Barry, thank you for that introduction. Um, and yes Barry, there is specific criteria that students need to meet in relation to their documentation and in order to register with the Disability Support Service. For example, a student with a significant ongoing illness such as a heart condition would need to provide medical verification from the relevant consultant, in this case a cardiologist. A student with dyslexia would need a report from an education psychologist. You can check out the specific information for each category of disability under accesscollege.ie. Once you have the correct documentation, you can then begin your registration process with the Disability Support Service by going onto your student portal and ticking yes that you wish to register with us. You will then be asked to upload your medical verification and once that has been received, an advisor will be in contact to arrange your needs assessment. This needs assessment will determine what supports you will need in college. For, a, for an example, such as an exam support. Thank you very much, Lisa. And how do they get in touch with you? Is it just by clicking onto your website? Yes, or they can also use the DSS info at ucc.ie. Hello and welcome to another in our series of podcasts for the Mature Student Office directed towards prospective mature students coming into study in UCC. This morning I'm speaking with Laura Duffy who is going into third year nursing and uh, Laura welcome to our podcast and can you explain a little bit about how you came to study in UCC? Hi Barry I can thank you. Um, so uh, to start my journey in UCC, I had a passion to to come back and study nursing. Um, I was unaware how to do so, um, and I telephoned the UCC Mature Student Office on a whim. Actually, I was I was funnily enough I was in the hospital with um, tonsillitis at the time, and I phoned and I got through to Damien Damien Butler in the Mature Student Office, and you know um, it was August. So he said to me, he explained about the CAO, which is something I, I didn't mm-hmm. even know about the CAO, actually, if I'm honest. And, you know, it was too late for this year. And Damien suggested that I look into um, pre-nursing, pre-nursing studies in the College yes. of Commerce. Um, so I did. I, I, I had a nice chat with Damien, actually, um, who, who was very, very informative and, and good, you know, very kind of uh, down to earth with me, actually, which made me feel very comfortable. Okay. And I phoned... College of Commerce again it was late August so they had done their enrolments already even including the induction um, and that was a Wednesday I came out of hospital on Thursday I had an interview Friday and I started on the Monday so you know it was spontaneous spontaneous yes. and here you yes. are since. and here I am yeah that was very quick wasn't yeah, it yeah it was of course it didn't give you time to think about it well that's it I've, I've always said that if I had time to think about it I probably would have would have drawn so much on the negatives that I would have talked myself out you would of have it. Talked, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah, we've all been there. Absolutely, <laughs> we've all been there. Come to the age. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little bit of your background. Um, I am one of six children. I'm born and reared in Glanmire in Cork. I was hairdressing actually. I did my leaving cert in in 1998, um, and I had been working as a hairdresser part time. Uh, while on school holidays and stuff so I pursued a career in in hairdressing and um, yeah I continued to hairdress for many years um, but you know I kind of lost the passion as I went along you know and you do Mm -hmm. need a passion for hairdressing Um, I have three children um, two are school going and one is working she's she's 18 Um, my my youngest little girl is starting school this year primary school and yeah, she was born in Australia, so I did six years in Australia. 
And when I came back as a single parent with three kids, I just decided that I wanted to, to better myself. And I, I, I always had yeah. a passion for mm-hmm. nursing. I just don't feel I was mature enough when, okay. I, when I finished school. I don't know. That's that's kind of my own belief anyway, that I may not have been mature enough. Of course, yeah. I mean, it does need a certain amount of maturity. It does. It doesn't when you're it dealing does. with patients. Of, yeah, I was a bit of a free spirit. I was right. a bit of a free spirit. How know? did you manage with three children? Three small, but they were small children, I suppose. No, you said two were pregnant. Yeah, so my youngest, when I went back to college, my youngest, I started in September 2008. So she would have just been two. She was two in that September. Um, my my son then was in primary. He was in sixth, fifth class, and my daughter was in fifth year. So mm. um, I'm very very lucky with the family support that I have. Um, you know, I but I have paid for childcare from oh, the day right, I started. Right, right. I've paid for childcare. I've struggled, mm. but I'd be an independent type person, and 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 I'd prefer to able to pay my way rather than feel I'm relying on others if that makes sense that that makes perfect sense of course yeah yeah. but you were lucky because there are some people out there who wouldn't have the support that you had well that's true that's true and you know I suppose being a mum I'm on local mum pages and on social media and you know there'd be posts for childcare and I was lucky Mm -hmm. I got a girl that was local to me and 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 I would have known her she's a mum herself and had has a son in my son's school year and she she um she done some childcare for me but initially for the first year my mother and my sisters uh, did quite a lot with my youngest okay. you know and and my son would just come home after school and my daughter would come home after school you know but with the youngest the 2 year old she she was kind of passed from pillar, pillar to post <laughs> you're chasing your tail yes you know yeah, and, yeah. and 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 I will I will say you know there's massive guilt there there's massive guilt there, right. you know, because you're missing things. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. you know you're mm. you're, you know, you miss like even down to down to hospital appointments and things like that. Because you know, I suppose nursing is a very disciplined uh, course. Mm. You know, um, pre-COVID, you know, attendance and, and and even with COVID, but pre-COVID attendance, you know, you're on campus, etc. And you know, it was very very disciplined. And you know, missing lectures wasn't. Um, but it wasn't an option, you know, and you know, a lot, I missed a lot of things. I missed a lot of things yeah. that my mum my and my sister would have um would have been there for. But, you know, the end goal to me is worth it. Yeah, of course. You have to kind of yes, remind you have to yourself keep focused of that. On that don't absolutely, you? Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I suppose I mean, and as I said, some people don't have the support that that you have. Mm. But how have you found the supports within uh, the university itself? You mentioned Damien in the mature student office Damien and the support that he gave you. Damien and Kate, like isn't Kate? Kate Nolan, Kate, yeah, Kate yeah, Nolan. They've been like they've been absolutely tremendous. Tremendous. Mm. I mean they have you know, there's been times where I've been struggling and I've thought, you know, I just can't do this. And funnily enough, Damien would be always be my go to right. because even throughout my year in pre nursing in College of Commerce I kept in touch with him and you know he came right. in to I, I actually met him in person for the first time when he came into the College of Commerce to give a speech right. you know on, yes. on pre-nursing mm-hmm. students that were hoping to continue on into UCC and you know it was like it was like mm. meeting a friend from old times or something was, <laughs> yes, you know yeah. it was, it, it was yeah she is built, very approachable yeah we built that yes, rapport yeah, and he's very yes, easy yeah. approachable he's a lovely guy and you know he's he's just so down to earth like you know and uh, no Damien I have to say Damien always like he always led me in the right direction right. you know be it financially um, you know the study centre all these type of things right, if right. I ever struggled in anything a phone call or an email to Damien yeah, and he'd and always set me in the right direction, direction. Yeah. always and did you engage with the skill centre I did okay I did. and how did you find that very good very good they're very helpful um, you know they give me great tips again you know I did my leaving certain 1998 mm-hmm. I haven't picked up a book you know it was 2018 right. when I went back to college so yeah, 20 yeah. years without any kind of academic <laughs> you know, yeah, um, know. In, in my life at all so you know it was all very new and, and again going from College of Commerce into UCC yes College of Commerce was a great stepping stone to get back into the books but things are very different between the two also of course you know when you are, think of yeah. referencing and, and then assignments and mm-hmm. requirements you know yeah. Yeah. Do you know, so level five to level eight, there is a big jump. There is, of course. You know, there is. So, as much as it's a stepping stone, you still will 
come into UCC and it'll be wow, you know. Uh, yes, there is a complete there change. Is, there, there is, there is, yeah. There is. How long, much longer do you have? I have two years left. and two just years. entering third year now. Um, yeah, yeah, just entering third year. So, you know, and just if I was to say mature students, you know, just it's very doable. There's great support there. You know, there is. It, it is very overwhelming at the start. Right. And as, particularly, as you mentioned, the mature as, student yeah, as, as the time goes on, you know, it does. Mm-hmm. It gets harder, but it gets easier, if that makes sense. <laughs> And welcome to another in our series of podcasts for the Mature Student Office, uh, directed towards prospective mature students and giving them a guide to the various supports and services which are available to them in UCC. This time I'm talking to Gary Mulcahy, who is Coordinator of Accommodation and Community Life. Gary, welcome and thank you very much for talking to us. Thanks a million, Barry. Delighted to be here. Uh, Can you explain, first of all, when I was a student here, it was always known as UCC Accommodation Services. Where did the change of name come about and why was that? Well, we changed the name because we're more of a, a, an office that helps with uh, everyone in the community and community life, right? So all of the students who live around here, they're a part of this community. Uh, and we, we, want to, we want to create a service where we, um, we proactively engage with the community, uh, the, the local residents, and try and... Um, help the students and the residents um, uh, kind of be more cohesive together mm-hmm. um, and get them talking and you know just ma- make sure that um, everything is positive and, right. and, and, yeah. and there's an understanding between you know the local residents yes, have been yes. here for you know 50, 60, okay. 70 yes, years and, and, long, and, right. and the students were only coming in for a short, short period, period of time. time. Yes, yeah. Of course there has been a lot of agitation by the, the, the residents of the area in recent times. Uh, how, how do you find is, is is there more of a cohesion now than there used to be? Absolutely, and we have to remember that you know students who who kind of enjoy themselves into the late morning, you know, you know, it is it is technically a breach of the student rules, and mm-hmm. we deal with that for, through through my team as well. Okay. Um, but it's a very very small amount of students that do this, uh, and it's important for us to educate those students in in what they're doing and and, and right. how they're affecting the local community, and then we can you know. Um, we can help th- those students to to understand and, and to not do it again. And and we're not saying don't enjoy yourselves. We're we're, we're always about mm-hmm. you know enjoy yourself and enjoy your student experience. But you can do it with respect and with responsibility, and that's the important thing. Okay. Um, of course, there is a perennial question around the, the, the availability of accommodation for uh, students throughout the whole of Ireland. And uh, is it easing in any way? Well, there's a misconception here in Cork that it's it's hard to find accommodation. It's actually not at the moment because there's, there's, there's so much out there. It's just hard to find accommodation for some people depending on their budget. So we, we try and cater for that in through our, our team. Uh, and we look at the person's um, expectations, um, their needs and their budget. And we try and find accommodation to suit all of those. So whether you come with a, a very low budget or very high budget, there are always options. Right. And of course, the UCC are building more apartments, aren't they? We are. Yeah, we're 250 beds down in the Crow's Nest. And we have another uh, in around the 1,300 beds in, uh, on top of that as well, mm-hmm. based uh, over another five complexes. But okay. but that, that's only a small amount but, of what's in Cork. Right. We have a lot of private accommodation providers that, that do the, the, a very similar um uh, a very similar thing for students. They, I mean, they have, they have uh, their their apartments. They're four to six mm-hmm. to maybe sometimes eight bed apartments, and um, some with ensuite, some with not, and a shared living area. Okay. And then we have all these houses out here that are student-led um, houses, okay. uh, students sharing together. And then we have a lot of um, local people, uh, families, um, maybe retired people who've had uh, maybe people who are still in their jobs, mm-hmm. but their children are gone, right. who wanted to rent out their rooms. So we call them digs or owner. 
occupied okay, lands. Okay. Well, of course, uh, as well as that, there are people out there who will try and take advantage of students. What advice would you give them? Uh, always be on your guard. Come talk to us if you have any doubt. Don't pay uh, any money until you've seen the property um, and certainly uh, look for uh, an agreement, a tenancy agreement or a licensee agreement before you, you, you pay your deposit. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you're happy that the person who is showing you the house or apartment is the landlord or the letting agent and if it is a letting agent um, ask for the details they must be registered as a letting agent um, but you okay. can always come to us show us the ad and we'll, we'll tell you what our, our we'll, opinion is we'll as well as that the, the, um, the student the, the, there is a, um, a cut off point isn't there I'm thinking of students who would be coming now in uh, 22 23 uh, academic year what procedure would they go through to get an apartment or to get digs or to get accommodation so the first thing they need to look at is <coughs> what what type of accommodation do they want do they want campus accommodation which is you see on do they want a private accommodation provider do they want a house or do they want digs and when they figure that out what budget do you have mm-hmm. okay and really you should be starting in January February each year for the following September right start your search th- then mm-hmm. Uh, once you've filled out your CEO form, that's where you should be going. Um, and come and talk to us. We'll let you know what to do. We have a lot of older, mature students um, who will want something very quiet. Perhaps living with someone of a similar age okay. might be the suitable way mm-hmm. to go, and it might actually be cheaper in the long run. Perhaps you'd have someone who is 23, 24, 25, and then we would suggest maybe looking at postgraduate accommodation because mm-hmm. the postgraduate would be of that age anyway, right. and then you're not living with an 18-year-old. Okay. You were a mature student yourself at one time. I was. How, how much has it changed since your day? Um, I, I, I guess it hasn't changed so much. Um, uh, from my perspective, being a mature student really gave me direction of where I wanted to be. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it was a new lease of life for me. Uh, there was stuff that really kind of that I, I explored within myself that I didn't really know was there, and now I'm on this path that I should have been on many, many years ago, right. but I wouldn't have been on without being a mature student. So, in that regard, I don't think much has changed, right. you know. But um, I, I would see that you know, just from seeing around the college and 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 seeing the, the courts that come in. A lot are a little bit on the younger side of the mature students, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm not in that that space, so I'm not 100 sure. But it seems to be, you know, a lot okay. of people come in their 20s and 30s, which is great. And what was your degree? Well, I did engineering when I was here, so I've, yeah. I've a past degree of science, okay. and then I came back to do engineering, <laughs> and now I'm, I'm working in UCC. So I came in here and I couldn't leave the place. So it was fantastic. As the same with myself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if uh, prospective students want to get in touch with you, how do they do so? They can do it by going onto our website, www.ucc.ie forward slash en forward slash accommodation, or they can ring me on my mobile 087-192-8619. Gary, thank you very much for talking to us. You're welcome. Thanks, Gary. Today I'm speaking to Nikita O'Connell, who is Student Central Advisor, Nikita, you're very welcome, and thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Can you tell me exactly what is Student Central? So, Student Central are one of the services based in the new hub building uh, on the main campus. Um, so the idea is to have a central starting point for services, particularly the academic services, uh, for students who have an administrative query. Um, so you can start with us and you can ask your question on admissions or registration, form certification, proof of address, Uh, attendance conferrings like that. Um, We'll usually take a quick look and see if we can help you out ourselves. Um, If we can't, then we'll try and pass you on to the correct office the first time rather than having you run around all all the different offices on campus. Yeah, you've mentioned there that that your name has been popping up all over the place. If somebody was to get in touch with you directly, do you have your own website? We do. There is a Student Central um, page for office details because, as as per all of the offices in UCC, we do mm-hmm. have information. But actually, uh, we have a really cool uh, service uh, called Ask UCC, um, which is at ask.ucc.ie, um, and that's a knowledge base uh, with a repository of a load of different frequently asked questions from us or from uh, the fees office or from Student Records and Exams, the international office. Um, even I think that there are some from uh, the Mature Students Office in DSS um, that any of those offices, if you have a question about mm-hmm. that, chances are someone else has had that question before. So our 
first point of call for students is always to try and find that answer out yourself. Okay. And the student, the website is such a big thing that it can be really difficult to find that okay, information. That's so true. if you start on Ask UCC and try and search through that, um, you can mm. find a lot of information there that you may not have thought that you were able to get without going to a person specifically. I see. And what is that address again? So it's ask.ucc.ie. Nikita, thank you very much. Hello and welcome to another in our series of podcasts organised by the Mature Student Office as a guide to potential mature students to the services and supports that are available to them as they work towards their degree. Today I'm speaking with Michelle Rumley who works in the library. Uh, Michelle, you're very welcome to our podcast and thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks, Barry. Now the first question I have to ask Michelle is what made you decide to return to education? Yeah, um, so I was working um, as a bar manager for a few years and I got fed up with the anti-social hours and yeah, basically I was kind of working when everyone else was off and having fun and I was getting a bit older and I couldn't see, you know, prospects in that job. So I decided that um, I needed a change of okay. direction. Right. Yeah. And um, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do when you came into college, or was that a thought process? That was kind of a. I didn't really have a like a direct path in my head or anything. I just okay. knew that I needed to get a degree. Okay. Yeah. In something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did it take you long between thinking about it and actually doing it? So I suppose I'd been thinking about it for years because I went to college after I finished school but I dropped out a couple of times okay. and so it was kind of this thing going on in the, the back, back of my mind head. all the time. Business, business, yeah, 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 it was like a niche that I needed to scratch yeah. and I think about a year before I actually went was when I seriously started thinking about it and just yeah decided to bite the bullet then. Right, yeah. and what do you think was the biggest influence? Um, it was definitely about quality of life. Um, yeah, I felt like I needed to change the way I was living and mm. having a degree would make it better, is what I thought. Right. And Give me more options. More, of course, yeah. yeah. And what, your, what, was, what was your degree? Um, so, I, in first year I did arts and in first year I did archaeology, English, psychology and history of art. And then for my second and third year I majored in English and did a module right. in psychology. I see. Yeah. Uh, and what do you think about your experience with juggling everything as a mature student? Yeah, I mean, I also had a baby in the middle of my degree. Well, that complicates matters. It, it does, doesn't a small it? Bit, yeah. yeah, but um, I kind of timed it well enough in that I had her towards the end of second year. Okay. <laughs> so, so I had the summer off <laughs> to be a mammy. Um, and when I went back into first year, or into third year, sorry, um, I put her into a creche, which okay. she's still in. She's in preschool in the same one. I see. Um, so that was kind of tough. I can I couldn't well imagine. Yeah, yeah and, it was. and how would you manage juggling with the baby and study and assignments? So I ended up getting a job in the library as student help, and Martin O'Connor was my boss at the time, and he was just really accommodating. Of like, he really helped me okay. get the areas that right. suited. Um, assignments were tough, right? Because I basically my brain was kind of mush. But, I could um, imagine. Yeah. yeah. But I got through it anyway, got through it, and I'm here now. Uh, here you are. <laughs> and now you're a permanent member of staff in the library. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you find that? Yeah, it's great, it's lovely. Um, so in 2019, the spring of 2019, the panel came up for library assistant, and I went for it, and I got it, and started as a member of staff in September 2019. Okay. Yeah. And did you find the, the supports around the campus, uh, particularly for the mature student office, were they a help? Very, like... Honestly, really, really helpful. Like when I like, because obviously I had a few issues when I was doing my degree, like with housing and like I, I was obviously pregnant as well, and 
everyone in the mature students office were lovely like anyone I ever met were so supportive and helpful okay um, and the English department were as well okay. yeah they were <laughs> and do you find that uh, now having done your degree and working in the library have th things eased a bit on, on you with particularly with family yeah um, well I suppose yeah, I suppose without getting too into it, the housing situation isn't great for us at the moment, but mm. and lots of many other people. Right. But um, I'm definitely really, really delighted that I did the degree. Okay. I would recommend anyone who's thinking about it. I was to just do about it. to ask you what advice would you have to somebody who was thinking about it? I think absolutely go for it. Like there's so much support for mature students here. Like of course, yeah. it really is amazing. Mm. Um, like. There was budgetary help. There was, you know, people helped with assignments. You know, because right. you've got the skills centre as well, center, of course, and they're amazing. Yeah. Like, if anyone is thinking about going back, like, don't let your age or even your circumstances don't let exactly. anything put you off. I would something, agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just something that if it's in your head, you need to do it. Today I'm talking with Adele Coleman, Enterprise Employment Officer with the uh, Career Services. Adele, good afternoon and thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you so much, Barry. Can you tell us what exactly the Enterprise Employment Officer does? Yes, so I suppose my team um, forms part of three, I suppose, sub-teams within the Career Services. So um, the Employability and Enterprise Engagement Team really, I suppose, manage the relationship that we have with employers who will be recruiting our graduates. So we would primarily work with um, employers and try to get them to engage with students while they're still here on campus mm -hmm. and help students, I suppose, understand the array of job opportunities that are available to them once they graduate. So that's kind of us in a nutshell. That's in, in a nutshell. But I, I presume um, first year, second year students probably would not engage with your office. Would it be too soon for them in their degree to, to start talking to the career services or should they uh, do it almost immediately? So I suppose we would traditionally support students who would be transitioning out of UCC and into the workplace. Oh, okay. But there are plenty of opportunities to engage with the services from first year onwards. And I'll be honest with you, I wish I had. Um, <laughs> if I could turn back time, I would be much more heavily engaged with the career services. Um, so we would, I suppose, primarily target final years and recent graduates, particularly my own team. But there are opportunities to get engaged. So from first year, I would be telling all students, you know, learn what services are available to you. Mm -hmm and learn what the services do because okay you might be a little bit early on in first year to get heavily engaged okay. um, in some of the the activities that we do but it's good to have an understanding so for example our employee agility award this is an award that gives students formal recognition um, for their development of employability skills through a range mm -hmm. of different initiatives and activities and i would say all students get involved in that from first year okay so when you get involved you do you know um say 40 hours of work with your club your society you can do um, a mini internship you can engage through the research pathway so we have a range of pathways and you can learn more on our website but you know if you get engaged in first year and second year by third year you could go for a higher award so you're the employability star award. Right. so that's certainly an initiative to get involved in quite early on of course and it, it looks good on the student cv that they've they, that they were an active participant throughout their student life it definitely does barry because i suppose you know employers nowadays they want you to have the subject knowledge but more than any Thing, they want you to have the soft skills so, yeah. and you gain those mm. through your engagement with activities and getting involved here in UCC and it really does pay off when you get to that right. so, so it, it leads to a much more rounded person overall doesn't it? It really does Barry you know because things like teamwork and communication skills yes you might pick them up throughout your course but you really I suppose flourish in them when you're getting engaged in different mm. activities on campus um, and as I say it's it's really what differentiates you and makes you stand out from the crowd when you're going for those graduate roles later okay. on. Now I see you have a, a list in front of you. Is there anything you want to add from that list I that you feel would be uh, of importance? I think I'd love to just maybe explain the different units within the career service. By all means. Because I think that, you know, we are a whole team. We work um, together mm -hmm. on different projects and we are very much uh, collaborative. But you will come across our teams at different stages of your journey going through UCC. So... 
you will say come in contact with our placement team if there's placement embedded in your course mm-hmm. and you could meet our placement team as early as second year so that team works with employers to try to find opportunities for placement and they work very close with class groups to try to get you prepared for going out into the workplace mm-hmm. it's a daunting thing of going course, out on yes, a placement yes. <laughs> it's a bit scary especially when you're in third year you might never you have formal work that's true that's so, very true you know you, you need to get ready and a placement manager is there to mm-hmm. support you through that whole journey so if, you, if placement is embedded in your course you'll come across our, our placement team you know in second year or third year now if you don't have placement as part of your course the next team you'll probably come in contact with are our career consultants so they might drop into your class they work with class groups or they can work with you on a one-to-one basis but say for example you're studying um, arts so you're in the, the college of arts Celtic studies and social sciences you would meet our consultants a second year so they'll come in and talk to you about um, you know what subjects you could pick that would help you achieve your career goals mm-hmm. so at those key areas say you're studying nursing you know you'll come across our consultants who'll help you prepare for interviews before you go out in your placement into your hospitals so you know you'll come across our consultants really I think from second year onwards but they do provide I suppose in a nutshell professional impartial mm-hmm. person-centered and confidential support to all students so if you have any careers query you know you can book a one-to-one appointment right, with our right, team. Right. Yeah. and then you know you're coming into your penultimate year your final year you're mm. starting to think okay what am I going to do when I leave <laughs> what happens now it's start- yeah. college is starting to come to a close <laughs> and there's a whole world you have to I suppose get prepared for when you leave and, you know, that's where our careers consultants are definitely, um, you know, very much involved. They'll run events targeted at final years. So do check that out on our website. Um, and again, you know, you can start coming to those early just to mm-hmm. get an idea of, of what we offer. And, you know, you can keep noted for when you're coming into your final year. Um, I suppose that the core thing really is just to stay in touch with us, you know, stay connected okay. with us. I and know that you mentioned that. How do they get in touch yes, with you? So you can get in touch with us on our website, ucc.ie forward slash careers. And I would highly recommend if you are on any social um, media platforms to track us down and find us we are always posting part-time jobs careers information and right. um, a whole host of resources so up there the usual facebook twitter instagram yes and okay. linkedin and yes. linkedin of course yes the most important business orientated one yes and that's a, actually a very key thing i think for mature learners as well as even before you come to, to ucc get your LinkedIn profile up to a good standard because you're yeah. going to keep adding to it the of whole course, time you're yes, here yeah. and having a really strong one is so important now so um, yeah follow us on all of our social media platforms and uh, keep an eye out for us on campus that's great Adele thank you very much Adele Coleman uh, Enterprise Employment Officer thank you so much for talking to me thank you so much Barry a pleasure